Welcome to the Transcend Health Podcast, where we aim to entertain, educate, and empower our listeners to move beyond pain and injury. Stay tuned to hear interesting conversations about rehabilitation, movement, strength and fitness, plus lots of advice to get you moving and feeling your best. Transcenders, the Transcend Health Podcast. I'm here with Luke Russell. Uh, welcome, Luke. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure, mate, as <laughs> always. Um, today's topic, we're going to be talking about training movements versus training muscles. Okay. Uh, now, bring this topic up in context of um, a few clients or patients coming to us and saying things like, oh, well, um, where should I feel this exercise or um, oh, my, my quads aren't strong enough or, or things like this. Have you had experiences like this yourself, Luke? Yeah, for sure. And another, another thing as well is people say, oh, I want to do more ab exercises. Mm. Um, there might be, you know, the, the abs are going to be engaged through the whole program, but they say, yeah, I want more core work or yeah, yeah I want some chest work or something like that um, is another thing. That's people, people are just requesting muscle groups yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think uh, people go for that? Why do you think people look for, for, for that kind of training? I mean, I think everyone would have different reasons. I know personally, when I was a early teenager and in my early 20s, um, it was just on aesthetics and wanting a bigger chest or shoulders to impress the ladies. Gotta look good, mate. Yeah, yeah. Look good. Um, but as I, you know, started playing more sports and, um, yeah, my focus um, changed to more, um, yeah, wanting to, you know, be better on the rugby field or, mm. or whatever like that. So it was more a, um, yeah, my focus went from the individual muscles that I was training to just more the actions that I was training. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some people, like you said, might have been told that their quads are weak or um, they've got some perceived, um, you know, dysfunction with themselves that some muscle, they need to train this muscle and that's going to help. So everyone has their different reasons. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think uh, there's a perception of having a good workout that's associated with you can you feeling a, a, a good burn in a particular muscle yeah you know what I mean and I think that stems from bodybuilding style training whether you know it or not I think uh, bodybuilding style training has had a huge influence on the exercise industry and probably just exploded it really um, from back in the Arnold Schwarzenegger days I think that's really where it started when he was becoming popular and that just expanded um, to what we have now it's now looking like it's diversifying, which is really nice, but I think traditionally people are looking to go to the gym. Um, you know, your average sort of gym goer is looking to train a muscle, and so much so that we have people who go to the gym and they train particular muscles on particular days, right? Um, even things like back day or chest day or leg day uh, is an interesting concept, but it comes directly from bodybuilding, and I think it comes 
more so from the point of, yep, cool, I know that I've worked that muscle because it, I feel the burn when I'm doing it and I feel sore in that muscle after and that's rewarding to me because it feels like I've done the right thing. What so, do you think about that? Yeah, no, 100% agree. Yeah. And I guess the question for you is when you're writing programs for our members, are you thinking about what muscle groups you're putting in there? Like, oh, this is for their a leg day or a back day? Or are you thinking more about movement patterns and yeah. exercises in that sense? I think about both. I think about both. I predominantly think about moving movement patterns or specifically movements around a joint. But there are times when I think about what I just said because some people are adamant that they want to feel a muscle burn and they want to feel sore the next day, which is quite often happens whether you're training the muscle directly or not. Yeah. Um, and I agree, like it does feel like you've achieved something in a workout when it does feel like it's burning in the workout and it's sore after. Yeah. Um, and your best way to do that is by doing exercises or thinking about moving a particular muscle uh, exclusively. But when I program, you know, I think about what the patient or the client wants to achieve. Um, and if their goal is to come out of pain, uh, then targeting specific muscles is unlikely to be my focus. Uh, specific movements are more likely to be the focus. Yeah. And I think that's like the body, you know, doesn't operate just by, you know, one muscle at a time. We're, we're using lots of different muscles to achieve a task. So when we're talking about movement patterns, um, some of the categories that we often think about are like pulling movements, mm -hmm. like pushing movements, yeah. squatting movements, um, hinging movements. Yeah, hip hinge. Yeah. yeah. Um, they're the kind of the major patterns that we're thinking of. And each of those movements, yeah, might um, kind of use many muscle groups, definitely. And that's when we might have someone doing a movement and they're, they're asking, oh, what, what's this training? What should I, you know, what should I be thinking about here? Or, um, and I think my, um, again, it's specific to what's happening, but generally the focus I give toward exercises are about how to execute it from a, um, a functional uh, way. Like, you know, if we're talking about a chin up, I'm not saying, oh, you've got to, Get your, get your lats going and you've got to get your traps going. It's yeah. more just bring your shoulders down and back, you know, get drive, your chin over the bar. Yeah, drive your elbows back, pull the, rip the, rip the bar down to your chest. It's not about how we're engaging specific muscles. Yeah, definitely. It's just about the, the global pattern that we're trying to yeah. achieve, really. Exactly. And in doing so, you're going to train muscles anyway, right? You're going to yeah. train a whole heap of muscles. It's almost like, you're getting more bang for your buck, really, if you do those, what they call compound exercises that are using multiple joints to achieve the motion, right? Like a, like a pull-up's a great example. When you do a pull-up, your elbow's being used and the muscles associated with that, your shoulder, your back, the muscles associated with that. So it's it's got a lot of bang for its buck. When you your cause, like, yeah. switched on really tight, like, to yeah. um, make that movement nice and efficient. For sure. Um, so you're not flopping around everywhere. But I guess, um, yeah, two kind of like fields where, you know, like a, a bodybuilder would be 
um, very focused on muscles because their goal is to get as big of muscles as possible. So they're isolating all the muscles groups and truly trying to draw as much out of that. But say like a gymnast, yeah. um, they're not concerned about muscles. They have great physiques, yeah. but all they're concerned about is doing the, the skills and the, the flips and the, the achieving crazy, the tasks, achieving the, the tasks. Yeah. And from that, you know, they've got these chiseled, yeah. um, ripped bodies. Yeah. Um, but that's not the focus of their training. It's just achieving, um, movement patterns. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. I just want to take a step back though, cause we mentioned, uh, some set kind of movement patterns, the common ones, the like push pull, you know, a squat, uh, and hip hinge, perhaps these are common ones around traditional strength and conditioning or traditional gym work, weightlifting work. Right. But there are others too. And I don't want to, I don't want us to fall into that bucket of, of, of saying, well, these are the only sort of movement patterns. And then in addition to that, you might have a lunge or something like that. And this is all, <laughs> all of the movements you look at, um, dancing, for example, like, you know, uh, dancers do some incredible stuff. Infinite amount of yeah. movements that this, is happening when exactly. someone's dancing. Yeah. Um, and you couldn't even try and put that into one of those boxes or... Exactly. Um, it'd be very difficult to do so. Yeah. Lots of different possible movements. Um, they are guided movements too, typically, unless you sort of freestyle dancing. Um, you know, if you go to a dance school, they'll teach you particular techniques and particular movements. And those are then the movement patterns, similar to a squat pattern, for example, in the weight room. Yeah. So these are sort of patterns, I guess, or, or techniques or tasks that we're talking about, rather than focusing on specific muscle groups that achieve that task. Yeah. Coincidentally. I've been doing a lot of rock climbing lately, and I guess yeah. the, the goal is to, to get to the top. Yeah. No one's getting to the top and is like... What, what muscle am I engaging to try yeah, and yeah. get to this next hold? It's more about just how do I get my body in a position to get up to the to the next hold? So it's all movement patterns, not what muscles you're working. Spot on. You get very strong from doing it because you're working a lot of muscle groups, yeah. um, but it's all focused on the movement patterns. Exactly. You know, it's an interesting concept because I remember reading a study um, that looked at... Um, providing cues to athletes and it was I think it was particularly looking at uh, sprinters people on track and field um, and it was over a, a distance let's say it's a hundred meters uh, and they told a group of people to run as fast as they can to achieve that hundred meters and then they told another group to um, use certain cues I think they call it external versus internal cues the yeah. word doesn't matter they told the other group to sort of make sure that you're trying to turn your hamstrings on or make sure you're trying to lift your your knees up yay high and, and these so would be the internal cues of like the muscles right or the go. external cues would be the run down to there as fast there as you, you can go. there you go <laughs> yeah and, and they found that um the the group that got the fastest times was the ones with the external cues right get to that target as fast as you can those are the people who get to that target as fast as possible 
um, not the people who are focusing on internal things. Yeah, yeah. And I see this all the time. Like I, you know, here at Transcend, we have um, group classes, and we see people who are trying to focus on on certain things, or or have this ideology that they need to focus on certain things in order to achieve the goal of the yeah. movement. But it just doesn't quite work that way. And I say to people, look, don't worry about that. If it's a chin up, just try and get your chin over the bar. And how they end up doing that is a pull up. <laughs> yeah. It's like a um, like watching a toddler or a baby, like yeah. them learning to, to roll over onto their stomach or crawl around. They're right. not like, engage your abs, squeeze yeah. your glutes. Yeah. Come on, get this. They don't <laughs> even know about those things. They don't know those muscles exist. They're just trying to achieve a task. That's right. And within that, all those the right muscles that will achieve that task are going to be playing a role and getting stronger. Spot on. Um, okay, well, let's just flip this on its head then and say, well, is there a role for training specific muscles? Um, yeah, of course. Like, if you have, you know, identified a weakness, um, like maybe you're assessing someone left side to right side and and do notice that you know one side is you know considerably weaker than the other that's when we can you know get some accessory exercises and um and help to to train that just to to bring the pretty symmetry. yeah um what do, what do you think yeah i mean i think bodybuilders obviously very niche category of people <laughs> less than 1% of the population of bodybuilders. <laughs> but those people, you know, their sport revolves around large muscles and they have to do their training in that way. That's the goal of their sport. Outside of them, little application, but some application. I think um, thinking about uh, joint movement is a bit, bit more applicable than particular muscles because typically if you think about, um, you know, uh, lifting your knee, right? You're standing and you're trying to lift your knee up like your high knees. And that requires more than just one muscle, right? There's a whole heap of muscles coordinating themselves to achieve that task. It's actually quite a tough task to be able to do. Um, there's lots of muscles involved. And so thinking about joint movements might be a bit better than thinking about specific muscles or trying to activate specific muscles. I'll give you an example, right? Uh, a friend who I saw the other day uh, is seeing uh, a kinesi kinesiologist. Right? Yeah. Um, the kinesiologist said um, that you need to stretch your sartorius more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this baffled me because the sartorius is a muscle in the thigh. It's a very long, thin muscle and it, it does a <laughs> very small movement. It doesn't have much um, physical power to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's just so baffling to me to think that you, you would be able to... Because stretching so many, that muscle in a thigh muscle, stretch so many muscles. You just like yeah. isolate that one exactly. in a thigh muscle. Is it's impossible. Right? <laughs> it's impossible to just isolate that muscle. And so this is the problem that we run into when we have this idea of trying to isolate specific muscles. It's almost impossible to do it. Um, unless you're highly skilled or you're deformed. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so th I think thinking about joints is a bit better. Yeah, and, but I do see um, when people are saying, where am I meant to be feeling this? And like when you have that conversation of like, well, where are you feeling it? Yeah. And my intention is probably that they should be feeling it between their shoulder blades somewhere. 
And if they're feeling it more in the front of their delt, yeah. um, it's a good indication that we can probably make some changes so that the, the exercise is more effective and more efficient because the stronger muscles that we're trying to target more, mm. um, or if they were recruited better, would have more effect in that exercise. Definitely. Um, so yeah, I, I do understand when people are wanting to know yeah. what should I be feeling in this. Yeah. I think it's uh, not as important as people think though. You know, people get too hung up on what is the correct form or what is the incorrect form. And that's the topic for another podcast, right? Which is, yeah. which is coming up, ladies and gentlemen. So tune for that one. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think just looking at the movement, seeing how it looks, you know, uh, and if they're achieving the task or not, if they're not, give some cues, preferably external cues about how to achieve the task, not internal cues like switch this muscle on or switch this muscle off. Um, yeah. And then you're going to be successful. Because that can have some problems in itself. Like, yeah. you know, I know we've both seen people that, you know, have maybe taken advice a little bit too literally and they think every time mm. they stand up they're like okay brace your abs yeah definitely like squeeze your glutes yeah to yeah take yeah, a breath yeah. in stand up yeah yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. like some big deal um and they're holding way too much tension in their body to just stand yeah. up from a chair yeah exactly um and can <laughs> lead to a host of other other issues with just um being too tense and definitely just like you know just relax and the, the muscles that need to to get you out of the chair will do it. We'll, just we'll do focus, focus, yeah. focus on standing up. Focus out. on standing up. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good example actually, and that's probably the best example that we could give. I think that kind of sums it up quite nicely. Movements versus muscles. Movements are probably the thing that we need to be spending at least ninety five percent of our time worrying about. Do you agree? Yep, hundred percent. Sounds good. Well, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions or if you have topics that you'd like us to discuss, please let us know, whether it be in person or via our social media. We'd love to hear from you. Hope you're going well, and we'll see you in the next podcast. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Transcend Health Podcast. Please share this episode with someone who might find it helpful, and don't forget to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on future episodes.